Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. Women who can rap make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list, champagne's by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. I can see you doing that. I can see you doing that. Do a little phone sex. Get your coins. Get my coins. I thought about it. Thank you for the top off. Let's. All right. Put that there so it's close. Actually, I want more. All right, let's get this party started. Thank you. Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another great live episode of Rap and Mimosas, where we literally rap and chop it up about any and every topic. And of course, we always do just a little actual rap at the end. Please remember, this is just for fun. I am not trying to get a record deal, okay? <laughs> I'm not trying to get a record deal. I'm not trying to be out here um, claiming to be a rap artist. However, I do like to rap and I do like to drink my mimosas and I do like to bring on all of my amazing friends so you guys can meet them and be amazed as well okay by their wealth of knowledge words and otherwise so hey 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 if you're hey. listening on the radio right now hey to all my followers who are watching live right now and of course, if you are listening to this after the episode has already aired, still say hello to you as well. Now, today's episode is very special. Okay, today we are talking about sisterhood. Yes. Okay, and I have brought my sister from another mister. Okay, I want you guys to give it up for Miss Elkin. Woo! the welcome yes so elkin before we get started okay. go ahead and introduce yourself for the folks who are listening or watching at home oh so i am elkin nicole on all social media platforms i am haitian american i am a member of zeta phi beta sorority incorporated i work in nonprofit. i'm a blogger i also have a podcast called black in the days yes um and i'm excited about today's topic yes I'm so excited as well. Okay, so, all right, uh, just to give a little backstory, for those who don't know, Elkin is my friend, she is my sorority sister, and she is also my ADP, my, okay, right? So, for those who don't know what that means, that means she assisted in bringing me into the illustrious, yes. vivacious, dynamic, amazing, yes. extraordinary, exclusive sorority of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority in Incorporated, mm -hmm. Right. So we're both sorority sisters and I always attribute uh, a large part of my understanding of sisterhood to Elkin. Right. Um, as one of the first people who literally gave me a definition of sisterhood. Right. Um, and then showed what sisterhood was. OK, because that was such a life changing experience. So I love talking about the dynamics of being a woman and the importance of friendship amongst women yes. with her. Um, and even if you are a man and you're listening to this or watching this, the same principles apply to you all because it's so important that men have their tribe of friends oh, yes. that they can talk to as well. Mm -hmm. um, and in a healthy relationship, um, you know, men need men and women need women. And, you know, that way the dynamics between us can all be healthy. So before we go deeper into sisterhood, and I see some of my sisters are joining. Hey, Bernsie. Hey, Bernsie. Right. Um, go ahead. And what is the definition of sisterhood for you? Okay. So before I even share that, Ooh. I have to share like my first impression of you. Oh gosh. So I met the show at a, what we would call an informational tea. Yes. And so she walked into the room and I'm all about energy. So if anyone ever knows me, my motto is energy doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. So she walked into the room, and I think it was Eunice uh, uh, who was next to me. And I said, um, who is she? Um, I don't know who she is, but oh. I just know she has to be in this sisterhood. It was just an, a positive energy, a ray of light. 
um, that you felt drawn to, that you had to have in your life, like in your circle. So for me, um, sisterhood has been a lifeline, a literal lifeline. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably talk about that later on about mm -hmm. why I say that. But sisterhood to me really is relationships that are based on honesty, mm. growth, mm -hmm. and then I think the divine is in there mm -hmm. for me. So when I think of sisterhood, I think of growth, um, love, right, and respect, mm -hmm. honor, but I also see God in sisterhood. And so, yeah, so for me, um, that's what my definition of sisterhood is. I love that. You see God in sisterhood. You know, I think like when you find yourself in the right dynamic of, of women who love on you and pray mm -hmm. for you and hold you accountable at the same time, it's like forehead kisses from God. Yeah, it is. Like, like literally is like forehead kisses from God. Ooh, we have a request. Hold on. It's Jules. Hey, Let's Jules. See. Let's see if she really wants to join or if that was an accident. I love Jules. I do too. Let's see. So one of our sisters. And guys, if you guys ever want to join, let us know. Jules! No, she no. didn't want to join. <laughs> she probably did that. She probably did that by accident. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jules, come back. Jules, come back. Okay. Um, but yeah, sisterhood is like a like forehead kisses from God. And I really like the biggest thing I think for me is I grew up with cousins and I'm the oldest sibling, but I'm the oldest and I'm very distinctly separated. Like, right. My parents have children with different people. So mm -hmm. I either have a big age gra gap where I'm more like auntie or second mama, mm -hmm. or I, you know, saw my siblings, some of them in the summer, but not year round. So my closest experience to siblings would be weekends and summers with my cousins. Mm -hmm. And I think the first time I was one, around so many uh, women, you know, on a regular basis, but also to just the dynamics of like, literally we, what we, we were together in the mornings, mm -hmm. the afternoons, mm -hmm. the evenings, the the early, early the mornings. mornings. Yeah. We would argue about stuff, then go do events and business together, then love on each other, then yeah. argue some more and then always come back. We, Liter literally my experience in undergrad um, I always say that pledging my sorority was like like one of the best decisions for my own growth that I could have ever imagined oh, same um, and the the relationships that I was able to cultivate the way I was challenged um, the way that y'all held my ass to the fire <laughs> even when I didn't want my ass to be right. on the fire mm -hmm. right was um, unbelievable and even still to this day you know to now be an adult I've been out of college for a good couple of years now and it's just like dang you know like yeah. like these really these women really are my sisters and I don't even know how to express like sisterhood is literally a, I think is I think it's a lifeline I feel bad when women say that they can't oh, form same. relationships with other women I feel like dang I wish that they could have the experience that I've had with like women who literally will pray for me cuss me out and then pray for me again right after the cuss out and then mm -hmm. hug me mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like like I wish that for every woman and I, it's, it's a lifeline. It's a lifesaver. It's been times where, you know, I've called you crying mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm talking breakups, death, whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and that's genuinely women that you can, you can rock with and hold on to even the women who have come after me and being able to cultivate relationships with them. Even if I don't speak to them on a regular basis has still mm -hmm. been very life changing because you learn from them too. Yeah. I see, you know, things I need to work on as well as things that I've learned by the women that that I've been able to interact with post-graduation or even, you know, mm -hmm. while I was in chapter. So, and it's influenced my relationships with women, not in my sorority. It's influenced how I interact with my cousins and how I interact with my actual sisters and my mm -hmm. siblings. So, yeah, sisterhood is, I loved how you said that the divine is in sisterhood mm -hmm. and the fact that I really do think that sisterhood, when it's done properly and you have healthy dynamics, it's like forehead kisses literally from God. Yeah, I think the key is what you said is that many of us don't have an example of what sisterhood, mm -hmm. right, what it's supposed to look like, what true sisterhood, healthy relationships are supposed to look like. So sometimes we have this warped view Mm -hmm. And and that's when I see women say, you know, I don't have girlfriends or, mm -hmm. you know, and it's because they have a warped view and because of their warped view of relationships and expectations, 
um, relationships that they don't have healthy relationships with women. Um, and it's and then it's unfortunate because I think um, sisterhood is key to your overall development, mm, right? Mm. And your growth and um, your life's purpose. Um, I think uh, you are able to reach whatever God created you to be, that thing, when you have women, sisters who are supporting you, whether it is an encouraging word or a prayer or, you know, cussing you out in that, in that second because you were toxic as, mm -hmm. and they called you out on it. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there needs to be a conversation on how do you have healthy relationships? What does it look like? Mm. So then when you're forming bonds with women, you, you can be honest with yourself about, you know what? This behavior that I have is toxic, is causing the women in my life, the friends in my life, to not want to be mm -hmm. in communion with me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think one of the things that we need to focus on is how do we teach our young girls how to have relationships where we're not in competition, mm. right? Where it is, I celebrate you, mm -hmm. um, and me celebrating you doesn't diminish what I bring to the table. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that's where. Our, our learnings need to start is around what does a healthy relationship look like and what are healthy boundaries and expectations? I, I definitely agree. Um, cause I think in the midst of all of that, right? Like when it comes to friendship or toxic friendships, I think that, um, or even you being a toxic friend, one is just acknowledging the fact that we all have toxic tendencies. Yes. Doesn't make us a toxic person 24 seven, but no one is perfect. And everyone has a tendency that they do that might be toxic to someone else. And until someone tells you about it, it becomes very hard for you to recognize what that tendency is mm -hmm. and to correct it. Right. Um, and in classic, uh, cigat form, no one is above reproach. Right. Right. No one is above reproach, meaning, like no one is above being called out on their stuff. So I think a lot of things start early. Um, I think sometimes when it comes to like younger girls, when I'm talking to them, I always talk about being able to see the divine within themselves. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times what they project onto other girls or other women, it becomes this idea because they don't see the divine within themselves. And a lot of times if you can't see yourself in your own aura, you don't have anything positive that you feel about yourself. So you're oozing negativity. Mm -hmm. So it's about cultivating as far as younger girls and even older women learning to cultivate the divine within yourself and speak to who that woman is. And that's a lifelong journey, it right? Is. It's not like you, it's not like you arrive there. Mm -hmm. It is a journey that you have to continuously work at every day, every day. Every day. <laughs> um, um, because you're right, we all have toxic tendencies. And I had to be honest with myself, too. Like, my traumas impact how I communicate, mm -hmm. right, and how I reach out. And so sometimes I, in the past, what I've done was I would go ghost. Ooh. Right? And that would break up relationships, mm -hmm. you know, because here's someone reaching out. And because I'm dealing with my own mess and I haven't found a healthy coping mm -hmm. mechanism, I just disengage, which... It's hurtful when you are when you love someone and you're reaching out. So I think part of it is also going to therapy. Uh, therapy. <laughs> yes, going to therapy and then being honest. What you what you said, having the emotional intelligence to be honest about uh, honest about where you're at and um, how you may be part of the problem. I. Every time I talk to my ADP, y'all, she 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 be dropping gems. She be, I'm giving y'all a gift today. Just put in the chat. Thank you. I promise you, she's gonna drop so many just so finger funny. looking good. Okay, just gems because a lot of people feel like therapy is not necessarily for them. And I feel like okay, if you don't feel like one, it takes time to find the right therapist. That part. Okay. And I agree. Like some people, like for me, I realized that I don't want just a regular everyday therapist. I want someone um, who's like a spiritual advisor. Yeah. Right. That's who, that's who like my whole get up, you know, has been designed for. The other aspect I think is also um, a lot of times people don't know what a healthy friendship could be because they don't see that with the people around them. Mm -hmm. So the biggest thing I think for me is like, 
exemplifying through my interactions with other women or even other men. Like when I meet humans in general, exemplifying what I would expect a healthy dynamic and a healthy friendship to look like. Once again, for those who's joining in, we are talking about sisterhood. However, everything we're talking about, if you are a man, all right, can be applied to you all because healthy friendships, healthy relationships are important for men, for women, for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and they affect how we interact even with the opposite sex, right? So if I'm looking at every woman as competition because I, I lack seeing the divine in myself, it puts a, a lot of extra pressure on how I even interact with men if I'm trying to, to date yes. because it, then I develop a, a, what, what is considered to be the pick me, yes. right? So then you start doing all this extra stuff to be chosen, chosen. Mm -hmm. right? Or you start doing all this extra stuff um, to that can diminish the value of another woman. Um, and that's never what, that's not operating in the divine. And I think a huge aspect of it is like you said, therapy or having friends that'll call you out about yourself. Yes. When you find in that, and this, the other thing, not looking at those friends as quote unquote haters, their haters exist. I will not tell a lie. Mm -hmm. There are some people out there who, who are haters. They really do exist. However, Every time you hear something negative about yourself from somebody, it's not always someone hating. Sometimes it's just someone saying to you in a sisterly fashion, okay, because there are ways to tell people about ways to tell people about themselves. But hey, listen, when you said this, you you talk real rude. You got this thing attitude when you mm -hmm. say X, Y, and Z. I think we need to work on that. You know, whatever it may be, and then hearing it. You know, I, I pray a lot of times for my ears to to be open to what Ooh, the truth that's so is. Good. Mm -hmm. um, because when it comes to like people telling me things about myself, there are times where I've encountered people, and I, d I didn't realize it till late, where people will be intimidated and try to tell me negative things about myself versus people seeing the light in me and telling me things about myself for my growth. Right. And you have to literally cultivate once again when you cultivate the divine within yourself it affects your relationships with other people because now i have a certain level of discernment and i can go off of your energy and your vibe and what you're saying to me that doesn't feel right or sit right with my spirit mm -hmm. that is that it might be a, not a little bit of truth sprinkled in there but the message and the messenger is wrong versus if i know you have nothing but the best intentions for yourself because I look at how people treat themselves. Ooh. And if people don't treat themselves right, why would I expect you to treat me and my right. heart and my friendship right? If you don't take time for self-care, if you don't take time to invest in yourself on a mental, physical, You're talking about a whole other level of sisterhood, right? Like, that understanding that my ability to pour into me is going to impact this entire mm -hmm. like dynamic. And I don't think uh, people realize that, that... Part of uh, giving to people that you love and you care about and your sisters means also spending time to make sure that you're good. Mm. Because then you can show up in your best authentic self in your relationships. Because you don't want to be the person who shows up to a sisterly function. And because you have not dealt with your trauma, because you mm -hmm. have not dealt with your ish, then you're bringing negativity to the space. Mm. And, you, and you're what we call vampires, Ooh, right? A Where leech. You, yeah, you just suck the life out of a room. Um, and so, yeah, part of, I think, being a good, having sisterhood is also understanding that you yourself are part of that sisterhood, so taking care of yourself. Cause, and and it, it's so influential it, because how I see you treat yourself impacts how I know you're going to treat me and how you're going inter, to you know, interact with me, but also how I watch you treat other people even before we engage. Like I've seen people treat other people so well that it's just like, ooh, you're a great person. Mm -hmm. I want to get to know you, mm -hmm. right? Versus seeing someone who treats other people piss poor and it's just like, I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to kick yeah, it with yeah. you. What to you? I said in ATL, I don't want to skate with you. I don't want to kick <laughs> it with you. Nothing. Get off my porch. Like that's legitimately mm -hmm. how it, how it can feel. I think another concept that we sometimes neglect too, is that when it comes to letting friends go. So for instance, in this past season, and I think everyone experiences in 2020, um, there are certain people that had to be cut out of my life. And one person in particular that had to be cut out of my life was a girl. I've had, I have been friends with since I was in 10th grade mm -hmm. right now mind you there were so many red flags before I, we finally both walked away right that we could have walked away in a much healthier capacity like we could have genuinely just faded away and been a lot like being a been able to be cordial mm -hmm. but the way we ended was such a huge blow up because 
it was a lack of something happening on both ends. On my end, I have the tendency to hold on to any relationship longer. And that's my own personal trauma of abandonment issues mm-hmm. and different things coming up where I just don't want to let something go that I've had for so long in my life. And then, you know, on her end, it was a lack of her being honest about certain things that she had been feeling for a while. So here it is where we're having conversation now and you're coming from a completely different angle and I'm looking at it as, well, you haven't really been a good friend to me for a while mm. now, you know, and now you're coming at me about something. So, and it was also a bad time and I was going with like my family situation mm. and just started. Mm-hmm. So it blew up, but in a process of like, okay, this blow up has happened. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I got all this other stuff on my plate. You have to mourn a friendship. I was, so there's two things you're, you're saying here. The first thing is this, we have this, warped idea of loyalty Mm -hmm. and that causes us to stay in relationships much longer than we need to Mm -hmm. um, because we want to be considered loyal and i think the first thing is if you're loyal to a, a, a sense of values right that guide you then you are going to make good decisions instead of just being loyal to a particular person. Mm -hmm. Because the question I have is if I'm in relationship with you, you're my sister. My value system tells me that I'm going to care for you. I'm going to support you and you're going to do the same for me. You're going to pray for me. I'm going to pray for you. When I have a high moments, you're going to be celebrating with me. And then Mm -hmm. when I need a listening ear, you're going to be there vice versa. Right? So those are my values when it comes to relationships. That's what I'm loyal to. Mm -hmm. So if you are no longer living to those particular set of values, Mm -hmm. then I have to be loyal to the values because I know that's what edifies my life. So I have to let you go. So I think that's the first thing is, not making people feel guilty for letting go of relationships that no longer serve us, serve us. Right. Yeah. And the second thing I think is, um, sometimes people are just, and it goes back to loyalty. Sometimes people are just toxic and we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay with letting go. And as you mature Mm -hmm. and you experience life, you're going to have different needs Mm. at different stages. And sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? This particular person served this purpose for this season. Doesn't make them a horrible person. Doesn't make them a bad person, but we're I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Yeah. I think the issue in that scenario for me too, was also the fact that I just wasn't okay at first with like, letting the scenario go and letting her think the thoughts that she, you know, like once again, people will project things onto you. Mm -hmm. And I had another friend who was there during the argument who had been there during the course of our whole friendship. So when she was saying some of the things she was saying, they were just like, "Mm, this don't make sense. Like friends with both of us. And it was just like, let's go LaShondra cause Mm -hmm. she tripping. Right. But at the time, once again, this is where you have to know the value of yourself. Mm-hmm. When people are saying things and accusing you of things, you're just like, no, like, how could you? You want to mm-hmm. like protect your image, your mm-hmm. integrity, whatever. So at first, it's like, I don't want to let you go thinking like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, we cannot be friends, some of them, but you're not going to think these thoughts about nope. me. But then you have to come to this conclusion of, what other people decide to think about me. That's their business. That's their business. Mm -hmm. Because I know what type of friend I've been. Other people who are around know what type of friend I've been to this individual. You know, and even having another person there when the argument actually took place, they were affirming like, nah, that's delusional. And I want to say this about the type of friend you are. You're the type of friend who sends random text messages mm -hmm. telling someone how amazing they are. Or reminding them of a, a, a project that they did that they probably forgot about. Because I've received plenty of text messages from you out of the blue, just loving me. And, and they've been divinely orchestrated. And that's why I feel like God is in sisterhood. Because mm. I've had too many examples in my life where uh, a sister has come at the exact moment that I needed with the exact word. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's bring a smile on my face or literally bring me back from thoughts of suicide, right? Mm. So, um, and I will say this again, I think God is in sisterhood, right? The, the divine is in sisterhood. But yeah, I, I know you to be a person who values relationships 
and you value them with not only your words but with your deeds. And so, oh, thank you. Yeah. So oh. whenever I hear, if I when I hear when you told me that story while it was going on, I automatically was like, okay, that's just someone you don't need to have in your life mm-hmm. because they're not speaking about the show that I know that mm-hmm. we know. And what's crazy, and this is uh, an in- uh, interesting thing, is the fact that a lot of times other people will see it before you do. Mm. Like before the the ties yeah. have been cut, my cousin had already said to me, mm-hmm. oh, mm, I ain't really liking this dynamic in the friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. My homeboy had said, this ain't going to be long term after a while. Like we've, we're out I'm, you're out growing it, I'm out growing it. Like, people were seeing things. I was like, well, you know, you try to be so optimistic. But Do you think it was jealousy? Yes. Yeah. I think it was in part jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and not necessarily like a, oh, jealous of the way I look or this is not. I think just the choices I made were different from this individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that a lot of times there was she would do comparisons. I wouldn't do comparisons, but it would be mm-hmm. a natural thing for her where she would say things that sounded like she was comparing herself to me, but putting me in like this whole, like a holier than thou place. And I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm a flawed individual. So I think that after a while, like I think that started to kind of eat up. Yeah. I, I will say this. So this is what I think. Jealousy is a natural human mm-hmm. feeling and reaction. And so for any people who are listening um, if you feel the inkling to say, oh, I've never been jealous of my friends, don't lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's be real. What you have to do is just check yourself in that moment because I've been in, and this is me being really vulnerable right now. I like mm. to say it's my superpower, right? So I've been, I've had friends who are married and have kids or mm-hmm. when another person gets engaged, I'm like, fuck. Mm. You know what I mean? But then I have to check myself. I give myself permission to have a human feeling. Yeah. That's number one. And then I have to check myself and say, you know what? I love my friend. And when it's time for me, it will happen. And so I think part of the reason why some sisterhoods or relationships don't last is because we're not honest about the jealousy, Mm. right? When it creeps up. And then we turn it into, oh, it's them, where we were never honest about that initial feeling. You know, so I think being honest and then checking yourself. And then I also think we have to have realistic expectations of our friends because I realize in this day and age, I've seen some friendships where they start to almost seem like people expect relationship things out of Mm -hmm. their friends. Like if I call you, you have to answer every Mm. single time or Mm -mm. if. I'm, you know, if I'm struggling and you haven't checked up, and that was one of the issues, if I'm going through something and you haven't checked up on me in a week, oh, you're a bad, it's just like, I, like, one, I'm not your man. Yeah. That sounds like codependency. It becomes, and it becomes very much so a codependent thing, or if I text you and you haven't texted me back, why, why don't you text, like, that was the type of conversation Mm. that we were having, and I was just like. I'm not your man. Like, like it, 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 it's like I have my own stuff going on just like you do. And in a lot of cases, I was a lot more independent in the sense of how I was taking care of myself than this individual. So I was just like, I, I literally got to get, get mm-hmm. it out the mud. We're in two different, you know, situations right now. And I think that that's something I realized too. It's just like, and, I, and it's not just in that dynamic. I've seen it with my friends or my cousins and some of their dynamics. I'd be like, ooh, not not that I've been through it. I can recognize and say, mm mm, that person, they they too they too clingy on you. They mm-hmm. they did because it affects the whole relationship where you realize, especially. And I can't speak for what men go through and their friendships. However, I have heard stories sometimes. What like one story in particular where it's just like sometimes guys can be clingy to. It's a human thing where mm-hmm. it's just like. Like, bro, what you doing? Let's go. And it's just like, no, like, why are you so overly dependent on your friendship? And I think that that's when we get back into mental health and therapy because mm-hmm. you can be a good friend to somebody to the point where um, what they say about, like, in therapy, sometimes when your therapist gives you really good advice or they really hold you accountable and people, like, put romantic feelings on it. I mm-hmm. think it could it can happen in friendship, too, even if it's not necessarily romance per se in a yeah. sexual sense, but just the, the concept or... Uh, ideal of just like wanting to always kind of be in that flow uh, mm-hmm. of the or the energy of that person and even just protecting your energy as much as you possibly can to recognize it um but as toxic as we know friendships can be like you said they can also be lifelines and they could be legitimate blessings and i think i know i i know both of us have been very fortunate 
to have experienced the positive side of mm-hmm. friendship. What would you say has been your favorite memory when it comes to friendship? And once again, if you're a guy, welcome. We're talking about sisterhood. Really, we're talking about friendship in general. Okay, so if you're a guy, you still get something out of this um, because, once again, healthy friendships have to exist for us as humans. We're, we're meant to have healthy relationships with other people platonically just mm-hmm. as well as romantically. So I hope you guys are getting something from, getting something from this too. So what would be your favorite memory? Oh, I have so many. I can't pick one. Um, a lot of them happen to involve Zeta. Of course. But um, the most recent one would be for my 40th birthday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was having anxiety about it. I did not want to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, a Robin, our SRR for mm-hmm. fight, um, said, no, you have to celebrate. This is a big milestone. Mm-hmm. And so we... Um, Got a condo, right, on Miami Beach, mm-hmm. and the love. And so what was special about that weekend, the show was there, um, Sandy was there, Shelly was there, um, all Zetas, um, and then my friends Aisha, Anika, of course, my sister Angie, and my cousin Verlandi. Um, what was great about that weekend was, at, at, I think the final night, um, we had, what do we call it, those... Um, Balloons, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the lanterns, right? So lanterns, yeah. yeah. So we had lanterns, and everyone lit a lantern and spoke words of affirmation over me. Um, And it was so emotional. It was so powerful. It was like being in like a cocoon of just like love and just sunshine and just Mm. like all the good things. And it was just like. I left feeling empowered. I left feeling like God's love um, in a very tangible way. Mm. Um, So I would say that's probably the most recent example of sisterhood because, you know, they drove from Orlando in the midst of COVID um, and made it happen. And I didn't have to worry about anything that weekend. I just literally showed up with my bags and we had a good time. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. So I would really say that's probably the most recent example. But anything in Zeta. I mean, when you came in to the chapter, that was such a, uh, an amazing experience for me. Watching you grow. I mean, being your friend is 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 joyful. Um, yeah, because you inspire me. Aww. Your creativity. You're just, you're just a, you know, you're a definition of a hustler. Like, you're going to go out <laughs> there and make it happen. Um and that's what sisterhood is about. You want to be around women who are going to make you mm. feel like the impossible is impossible mm-hmm. by how they live their life and encourage you and support you and mm-hmm. curse you out when they need to. That curse uh, nap hurt, though. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. But sometimes you need it. Um, so, yeah. What about your, your, your favorite? It's hard. It's hard to pick just one. I'm such a, I'm a cheater, y'all. I never can pick one. I, I start trying to compile uh, <laughs> memories. I would say if I went with, I know my, okay, I'm really excited for my birthday. You're going to be there. Yes, I'm doing I'm a excited. yacht party for my birthday. And I really, I'm excited about the dynamic of the group of women who I've, I'm putting on this yacht. It's a small group of us, but I know we're going to have a ball. And yes. I just anticipate, like, even just the group chat energy so far. Everyone has, I've talked to us like, girl, I'm excited. I it's feel like it's about to be my birthday. Yeah. Everyone's excited because mm-hmm. I'm all about normalizing luxury. So I'm excited for that. That'll probably be another podcast another day. But um, I would say your 40th was really inspiring. I think for me, growing up um, in a very much so a child stays in a child's place kind of lane, mm-hmm. being friends with women who are older in any capacity, it just was not a norm for me. Yeah. So the adjustment I had to make with Zeta is that you meet you saw Ross from this age to that yeah. age mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Like y'all are saw Ross. So I think like the 40th was great. Um, because I love being around my profiles. I was like, Ooh, they wild. They- <laughs> I, I was learning some tips and tricks that weekend. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, how did I get here? I've I learned so much from uh, like individuals. I think even with my line sisters, 
um, this past year was probably one of the toughest years I've had that I can re- ever recall in my life. But even just as an adult, mm-hmm. it pushed me so much more, um, becoming a caregiver, dealing with the issues and certain drama that happened in the midst of all of that, taking care of my grandmother. Um, and I think I remember a time where I was like really stressed and this had to be January. I was trying to figure out how I was going to get this done and that done for mm-hmm. my grandmother and the house and this and that. And I remember I was texting my line sisters and I was just like, Hey, just so you guys know, you know, X, Y, and Z. I was like, if you can't just say a prayer for me. And I was like, what is everyone doing tonight? And they like, within a couple of hours, all of us was on the, um, on the line. Mm-hmm. I love it. And they just prayed over me. I love it. And I was just like, like even thinking about it now, those who don't know me, I'm a crier. Okay. It's okay. Like, I am. Too, I, so. I'm an ugly crier. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when I think about sisterhood, Oh, girl, don't have me crying. Okay. Let's not do this. I can't cry too. Okay. I'm laughing and I'm crying at the same time because yeah. like those type of things, they save you mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. They, they, when you have friends, mm-hmm. you know, and people who are not your blood mm-hmm. who reach out mm-hmm. and grab you mm-hmm. and have no idea how far gone, how mm-hmm. many times I had cried mm-hmm. or how anxious I was mm-hmm. and just took time out of their schedule to stop, pick up the phone and be on that call and pray for me. Yeah. Um, I thank God every day, you know, mm-hmm. just like the dynamic of friends that I have and the sorrows that I have. And even the time that I came into my organization that I did with the women that I came in with, like I just, I couldn't have picked a better season in my life and the blessings that have come with it, mm-hmm. like has been out of this world. Like it's, it's times where you kind of just like, Oh, I feel like I'm so alone. Mm-hmm. And then I realize like sometimes people don't know everyone has their own things going on. You have to reach out, yeah. you know, you have to reach out and just say, Hey, if you can just pray for me. And I think it's just the factor of like how they took the time to stop, get on the phone with me for hours listen to me, mm-hmm. affirm me. Um, even, you know, some of them reached out to people that they knew that they thought might be able to help me with the dynamics of the situation. I had my own family members who hadn't done that much for me. Yeah. So to have, you know, women, once again, who I'm not blood related to, it just makes you realize like the importance of sisterhood. And like I said, if you're a man, the importance of brotherhood mm-hmm. and having like a core foundation of people around you that, mm-hmm. you know, not, they're going to hold you accountable, but they're going to pray for you. They, like, if I tell them the full story, I, I, they have no problem telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. They have no problem yoking me up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and when I say yoke me up, I, I mean with words, but I also mean physically. <laughs> <laughs> yoking me up. Like, I'm like I'm five years old. Like, I'm a little rag doll. And, you know, putting me in a position of, like, you're bigger than this. What are you doing? Like, why are yeah. you messing up like that? So it, when you think about the love that surrounds you, and that's one thing I've been so focused on is like focusing on love. Like mm-hmm. what do I have going right around? Because in a world where everything is always seemed like it's going wrong, sometimes you can get so caught up in that. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's so important. That's why some, I send out the random text messages. Sometimes just saying, I love you yeah. to random people and affirming people. Because if you pop up in my mind, it's just like, okay, my spirit wants, to say thank you so I'm gonna say thank you and whether it's because you're going through something or you ain't gotta be going through nothing Mm -hmm. I don't know I want to say thank you. I want to say I love you. I appreciate your presence in my life. And I do this for my male friends and I do this for my female friends. And vulnerability was something I struggled with. As much Mm -hmm. as I'm such a softy on the inside, I was just like being vulnerable though, like you get more bees with honey. Mm -hmm. And I say I want softness and love in my life. So I want to exude softness and love, you know, to people and exude that vulnerability to people as well. Brene Brown talks about that. She's a clinical social worker. I I love her. If you don't follow her, follow her, listen to her stuff. But she did a study about um, just life and connections, and the key was uh, vulnerability. And so her mantra is vulnerability is my superpower, which I have sort of co-opted as well um, because I really do believe that. But as you were speaking and talking about, you know, your line sisters being your lifeline, I Uh, In my mind, a thought came to this book I read years ago, which is called Blue Zone. Mm. And it's a book that studies um, communities where people live to be 100 plus, Mm. right? And they're healthy. So obviously, they're talking about physical health, so what do they eat and all that. But there is one component of that those communities where they live to be 100, and they call them centurions, 
that really stood out to me was that, that those individuals made time for connections. And so there was a group of women who every day at 3 p.m. or in the afternoon, they sat together. Sometimes it was just gossiping, but they were in communion with each other mm-hmm. and having sisterhood. And that, and the doctor who wrote the book contributed that to their long, healthy life. Mm. And so we minimize. So when I hear women in particular minimize the importance of relationships, I'm like, you're impacting the longevity of your life mm-hmm. because there is such a fullness and a richness and, and relationships, healthy relationships with women. And for the men on here, there is such a fullness and richness and healthy relationship with men that I think we all should be more intentional about cultivating those relationships so you can experience what show experienced, you can experience what I experienced for mm-hmm. my 40th birthday because those are the lifelines. Like, I think about that, right? When I think about, when I have self-doubts, doubts, I think about those moments and, and then it forces me to reach out when I feel like whatever burden I'm carrying is too heavy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we know about burdens and so it's important <laughs> for us to give you know, create a space where we can have our sisters and our brothers mm-hmm. allowing us, helping us carry those burdens. And I think, um, and just, I know we're talking about sisterhood a lot, but shout out to like men who are genuinely out here, like being brothers to their mm-hmm. sisters biologically and not. Cause that relationship is so important too. um, having a core group or even, you know, a core group of men that you can talk to but as a woman, and I'm out here trying to date men, it's so important that sometimes I have a man who can explain man things to me. Um, and shout out to just the men who, who are genuinely out here. I've, I, I've had some great relationships um, with men platonically that have just blew my mind with the way that they would pour into me mm-hmm. and the way that they would, you know, genuinely listen and talk, or even if they talk trash, because that's a lot of times what happens. Yeah. Um, but they, they, mm-hmm. they genuinely, you know, pour mm-hmm. into you. And that's so, so important. Um, something that you mentioned too, like the power of sisterhood. So there are certain books that speak about this. So um, Queen of Fua who recently she just did a breakfast club interview. She has a book called the sacred woman. This Mm. book is like 20 plus years or 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and the book is talking about, um, for the Kemet people. Um, and if I said it wrong, I apologize. It's Kemet or Kemite. I'm pretty sure it's Kemet though. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much, um, in Africa, like all of these different principles of what's to go in the body of pretty much women becoming like within their divine feminine in the physical and the mental. And it literally gives like a play by play of what you're supposed to do daily. Mm -hmm. If you're on a cleanse, what you're supposed to do during that cleanse, um, the type of foods you should eat that are beneficial to Mm -hmm. the womb and different things like that. But she speaks a lot about the power of a circle of women and like, you know, women getting together and doing things together so whether that be that they were knitting or quilting together or they get together and in this day and age they get together and they twerk or you know they get together and they have brunch like it's such an important thing and ancestrally that's something that's been done for a very long time where the women would get together with women the men would get together with the men and they would be able to affirm each other because as important as it is for you to affirm yourself it's so it's so mind-boggling sometimes we don't get a chance to see our own light Mm. and when you can't see your own light it's very easy for someone else to come and turn it off or diminish Mm -hmm. it because you don't see yourself clearly so sometimes you know the greatest thing that people can take from you is your own self-image yeah because once your self-image is gone you you literally have nothing you don't see anything Mm -hmm. but being able to have someone come every so often and hold the mirror up and say no this is who you are is so life-changing and it's so affirming and you know my prayer for other the people who are watching this live or listening to this is that if they don't have it, they definitely find it. As, as we get older, it's so important to have a core group of people. And these days with technology, you don't, your core group don't even have to stay in the same city. No. Like, at mm-hmm. all. I yeah. mean, if anything, 2020 has taught us the power of Zoom. Mm-hmm. I remember having like four or five hour Zoom happy hour with my line sisters. Mm-hmm. And literally, we just laughing and just... It, and the sisterhood was real, and we weren't in the same space, mm-hmm. you know, physically, but um, it was still impactful and, and affirming, and all the things that you just said that um, we need in it's our lives. So important. 
All right, so now we're going to talk, we're going to do a word game. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, because we're going to do a word game and a story. And then if you're watching on live, we are still getting to the actual rapping portion for rapping mimosas. Okay, um, this is going to be purely freestyle. All right. Um, Elkin, uh, <laughs> Elkin has like three words that she might I, I, say. I, I, I have nothing, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, so the, the rap game is very simple. I'm going to give you a word. Okay, you're going to tell me the first thing that pops into your mind. Okay. Okay, with that, and then we're going to make up like a quick 30-second story that goes with it. Okay. Okay, so the first word is sister. Love. Zeta. Oh, dynamic. Okay. All right. All right. Brunch. Oh, joy. Okay. <laughs> Mimosas. Nice. Okay. And I think I want to do one more word. Um, sex. More of it. <laughs> that's not. That's more than one word, but we gonna go with more? it. More. More. Okay. All right. Um, because the one thing I can tell you now, but it's one thing I done learned from my sister's child. I done learned some things about some sex. Okay. <laughs> I learned some things about some sex from my sisters. I done learned hair tips, makeup ticks, <laughs> do it on the dick trick. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, boy, these women. I said, boy, this is greatness. This is why you need sisters. Okay, so what we're gonna do now? Okay. Okay. Is you're gonna take a moment. <clears throat> oh look, my last sister Joy. Hey, hey Chanel. Hey uh, Chanel. I don't know if she actually paying attention or she just clicking through. All right. So what we're gonna do is you're gonna use love, dynamic, joy, nice, and more. You're gonna take the time right now and make a look. A story. Thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to think. It could be a story about anything. It just has to deal with love, dynamic, joy, nice, and more. Okay. Okay. And then while you do that, I'm going to get some more champagne. So you want me to start now with my story? Yes, and I'm a pole. Okay. So my story is um, our listeners... Uh, so for, you know, me, I have to be extra or something. I'm trying to sp speak things into existence okay. for people who are listening. So oh, yes. in the next few weeks, you're going to encounter the manifestation of God's love. Ooh. You will see it in ordinary things. Um, it will be in a dynamic experience. Mm. You will feel immense joy. Mm -hmm. And you will find the beauty in so many things, and you will have what I call just really nice experiences with other human beings. And it will leave you wanting more, knowing that you deserve more, and expecting more in your life. Come on, Prophet Elkin. Yes. So that's for everybody who's listening. Okay, okay. Yes. Story and affirmations. <laughs> I love it. Okay, for those who are just joining in, we're about to do the rap portion of rapping mimosas. Okay, <clears throat> it's going to be completely freestyle. Remember, we are not trying to get a record deal. I'm definitely not trying to get a record deal. <laughs> However, I love, okay, doing rapping mimosas. Um, and you guys missed, uh, if you guys came in late, you missed some, some good topics. But, you know, the replay is, of course, available. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be available tomorrow on my YouTube uh, for Rapping Mimosas, as well as, of course, this live will be available on my page for just a couple of days. Um, of course, special shout-out. I see my line sisters are coming in the building. I just want to shout them out really quick for joining because uh, I was talking about y'all earlier. So mm -hmm. I was talking about y'all. She cried, y'all. I did cry. I did the ugly cry. <laughs> okay, I did the ugly cry for my line sisters who are just joining, talking about y'all and how much I love you and care about y'all. And then shout out to everybody else that's joining. Um, oh, look, my pro fight uh, joining. Robin just joined. Hey, Robin. Special shout out to Robin. Sh special shout out to Black in the Days. Can you t tell us about that for a second? Yeah, so Black in the Days is a podcast where we celebrate the diversity and the complexity of the black experience. And Robin and I, she is my sister, my pro fight, my friend, my ride or die, my concert goer. So we host the podcast because we love black people. So we just talk about everything black, whether it's politics, mental health, music, um, sex, um, 
All of it. It's just our our core. You're so funny. <laughs> our foundation really is just really celebrating black people. And so we have good conversations. So the show is going to join us soon, I hope. Um, and we have dope guests. And we're on all really do. Uh, podcast platforms. So Spotify, Google, Apple. Check us out. Black in the Days. They really do have dope guests. I want to do a special shout to Robin. Um, if you guys have ever seen one of my um, Yoni Poppin' Tuesdays, uh, Robin was on there talking about trauma. I actually just booked her again. So we will be bringing on Robin to talk a lot about behavioral um, things and trauma and how they correlate and relate to each other. And she keep it real spicy and keeps it real informational and engaging. It's very informative. She brings like, the science. Like She brings the science, but her personality with it is like mm -hmm. perfection too yes. okay so i just i love me some robin okay me too. um and I'm, th I'm so thankful for your 40th because that brought me and robin in the same room together yes. um and i'm just like oh yes robin, <laughs> yes i like you i like you a lot okay so just shout out to um black in the days um a di very dynamic podcast like really really good and then um i know we didn't get a chance to talk about it um as much but just What's the one? Of the, and I just, I got to talk about it because I promise y'all, okay, if there's anything with the sisterhood too, man, I done picked up some tips and tricks y'all think I'm playing, okay? What's something that you've learned? I'm going to put you on the spot. It's going to be a vulnerable Ooh. moment. What's something you've learned when it comes to tips and tricks on the dick in sisterhood? Ooh, um. We done talked about all the gushy, you know, love, sentimental stuff. I'm going to talk a little bit freaky. It's the mimosas coming. I would say, I think. I don't necessarily have a specific tip, but this is what I've learned is not to be ashamed of sexual mm -hmm. desires. Um, and then also to own the fact that like, you know, I, I tell you this all the time that I personally, I know this may not be for all women, but I like, I personally like giving head. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I've received some tips from, you know, our sorority sisters on how to, be better at that. And um, and because I think, Zeta, we tend to be competitive women. Like, we always want to be excellent. Mm -hmm. You know? I think It's always a competition. Yeah. So, we always try to be excellent in that area, too. Um, but I think once I allowed myself to be vulnerable, um, I think what I've learned is that um, it's okay to be a sexual being mm -hmm. and to own it. Um, and not have shame. Like one of the guests that we had um, is Zeta, right? Mm -hmm. But she's also a sex worker, mm. right? Mm. She's in the porn industry. And so we had a conversation about that. And for me growing up in a very conservative Christian household, mm -hmm. to see someone that I admired, that I, someone who's intelligent, um, has multiple businesses, um, and has all the qualities that I admire, like he's a good human being, and so it's changed my perspective and even it made me my faith more expansive. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily have a specific tip per se, but I think generally it's made me more open okay. to enjoying sex. And then, you know, if there's something that I don't like, I don't like it. But if I like it, I like it. I agree. I agree. It's taught me to be a lot more. I'm, I'm already like a very like Look vocal. Look at Robin with the eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> who taught you that? <laughs> right. But the being about like very vocal mm -hmm. um, about my likes and my dislikes. Um, it, but definitely like if I thought I was like thinking one thing before, it's definitely like li I just like to listen sometimes because sometimes that's when you got to put your ears open. You, you know, know who's another Zeta who also made me okay with. Um, being comfortable with my own sexual being is Candace. Which one? Candace, short Candace. Really? Yeah. You should have her on. I should have her on. Yeah, you should have her Candace, on. Candace, if you watching this live, I'm about to call you, sis. Yeah. When you when you post it, I'll tag her so she can see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. So good. But yeah, sisterhood teaches all things. I think that's the biggest thing. Sisterhood has taught me to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Sisterhood has taught me to be my authentic self. Sisterhood has taught me that sometimes it's okay to get yoked up and have my ass held to the fire, even though it's highly uncomfortable. Okay. I do not recommend the, you know, as far as the feeling, um, that's not something I would ever want to happen again. Um, however, I'm quite sure I'm human. Someone will have to yoke me up again in, in, in the future. Um, sisterhood has taught me the importance of reaching out. 
Mm -hmm. um, and being vulnerable about what's going on in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just really taught me the value, um, of partnership with other women. Um, and I really do believe in my heart of hearts that it's hard to have an authentic relationship with a romantic partner if you can't have an authentic relationship with the platonic one. Like, mm. I find, I think it's very hard if you can't be friends, and, and especially, as like I said, as a woman, women need other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding your core group of people, even if it's just two, is so impactful and so important um, to have someone to really hold you accountable and hold, hold you down. Cause rough moments come, you know, mm-hmm. the pendulum is always swinging and mm-hmm. you got your good days over here. You got your, your bad, bad days, days yep. but just know it's always yes. going like this yep. and you, you want your, those core group of people who can see you ugly, I, my ugly cry mm-hmm. and can also see you in the positive. So yeah. Super excited. ADP, you've done so good. Oh, thank you. You've done so well. I'm so thank happy. You. Now, we are at the rap portion um, for rap and mimosas. Um, for some odd reason, my ADP is feeling a little nervous about rapping. I don't know why. Because I don't rap. Okay. Okay. Yes, you, you. I don't. I have. This is going to be horrible. So, no, why yes. don't we speak that into existence? Okay, well, let's great. just. Oh, um, here, let me help mm. you. Give her. If you believe Elkin can do it, be like, you can do it. Uh-uh. I want to see y'all put it in the chat. Let's hype her up. Mm-mm. Let's practice friendship and sisterhood and brotherhood Mm-mm. right in the chat. Mm-mm. Okay. Go ahead. Tell her that she can do it. Robin, if you're there, hype her up. Mm-mm. Robin is going to laugh about this. We're going to laugh. That's fine. <laughs> we could laugh. She could laugh and we're going to laugh right on uh, Black in the Days next. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Let's do a quick toast. Oh my gosh! To to Elkin and her freestyle. Uh, (laughs) This is not going to be a freestyle. I have nothing to say. (laughs) Look, everybody talking about you can do it. You got this. Who's that? Chanel and Robin. Chanel, I can't. I'm. Let me look, Robin. Like I might. (laughs) (laughs) No, Robin is definitely gonna laugh. Um, If anybody's seen me as an AC, you know automatically that this is not a gift or a talent that the good Lord blessed me with. yeah, so this is not going to go well. I probably won't have anything to say. But go ahead. Let's go ahead. Listen. Okay. She said, and she loves you anyway. Okay, listen. I have not actually prepared a rap for today. I'm literally about to go just off of the beat. So we we can be somewhat sucky together. Okay. Okay, remember. I'll be your hype woman. Okay, because I, I, need, I need all the ad lives. I, oh, I, can, ah. I can do that. Okay. okay. I'm, all right. I'm, I'm going to play the beat. Let me play the beat. Let me go ahead and take another sip. You don't have a shot. We could down it. I mean, I wish I had like you know, tequila. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, 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 yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see what I come up with. Mm, mm. This is for my sisters from another mister. I love ya. I care for ya and acknowledge ya. From uh, thick and thin, we all together to the end. I'm a Zeta. They always help me. Love them in the Tesla. <laughs> I'm making stuff up. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you know I don't care. Yeah, it's rap yeah. and mimosas, and I'm with my ADP. Yay. We riding to the beat, and we keep it so clean. My ADP is single, and she a freak. <laughs> Holla at her. <laughs> Shoot your shot. That's hey. What we doing? Shoot your shot. <laughs> hey. At Elk wow. in the cold. Number just to yim me. She's no. single, she ready, and you know she filthy. She keep it in the sheets. You oh know that she <laughs> got her back, get her in the sack. Uh, but with the ring, uh, you gotta come through me first. Gotta make sure that you keep a thirst for her. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I got your back, ADP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
my gosh. ABP, this has been great. You did so good. That was horrible. <laughs> you did so okay. good. Part of sisterhood is being able to say, you know what? That's not my ministry. It's not your ministry, but you know what? You pushed yourself out your comfort zone. Thank you. I appreciate it. You pushed it. yourself out your comfort zone. Thank you guys so much for people who are watching Rapping Mimosas. All right. This live will be up for just this week. It is about to be put on my YouTube. Please subscribe. Yes. Share. share. I always have all of my um, different, you know, things going on on the YouTube and as well as on here. And y'all know I'm going to be posting all types of clips this week. Oh, and that's it. Yeah. But I'm going to end it here for the live. Rapping mimosa, these bars in the holster. Pouring up a drink, put my name on the poster. So Women who can Thank rap, you. make you come a little closer. Step out the whip, drop a tip to my chauffeur. New guest on my list. Champagne's oh. by my hips. It's time to get lit. Y'all know what it is. It's time to rap, 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 rap and mimosas. And mimosas.